You're listening to Center Church Podcast. At Center Church, we strive to keep Jesus at the center of everything we do. You're about to hear a message, but before you do, we want to invite you to visit our website at centercharlotte.org. There you can sign up for our weekly emails and receive new content as we release it. Secondly, we want to invite you to visit our pastor's blog at matthewedwards.cc. And finally, if this podcast ministered to you in any way, go ahead and subscribe and you'll be the first to know when we release more content in the future. Thanks for listening in and be blessed. Um, I had an interesting week this week. Um, I was studying hard and had my word together. Now, if we have any cooks in here, it was marinating, had it marinated and said it, put it on simmer in the crock pot. And I said, I felt good about this thing. Okay, God, I feel, see the revelation. This is what I'm going to do. Oh, this is a good, this is a good, tasted a little bit, put a little more seasoning on it. And, uh, the Lord, began to, uh, the Lord began to talk to me and um, he began to drop something in my spirit all of a sudden. And I was like, oh, that's nice. Maybe for another time. But this word is the, the word that I studied on. This one is good. So maybe that's for something else. And so I, as I was uh, walking into work, um, just like four or five floors and um, out of a, all of a sudden, my supervisor said, we need you to work on the second floor to the contact center. I said, I don't even know where the contact center is. So I got my laptop and I went down to the second floor and somebody was like, pastor, pastor. I was like, I know they ain't talking to me because I don't really. So I had to proceed to, you know, to, to move to the contact center. And she said, pastor, pastor, don't you hear me? And I turned around and there was the lady at the reception's desk. And I said, oh, DJ would do, DJ's fine. And, um, <clears throat> She said, the Lord said you had a word from me. And I said, he did. He told you that. So he didn't, tell, he didn't inform me. Um, but I just began to share what had hit me in the car all of a sudden. And she said, that's the word. That's the word for the house this weekend. I said, excuse me. I already got my word together. So what was interesting, I was uh, driving here. And I said, God, okay. You're talking to me. I see you might make might want me to switch messages. So when I went to go open up the car, I said, let me take the one I, I typed out. <laughs> spell check, grammar check, you know, all that to find out that it was not even in my car. So I said, OK, God, looks like I'm going to be talking, speaking on the word that you've given me uh, to speak. Um, it seems like every time that I come here, I'm on the same topic and that he wants me to talk to you about destiny. Destiny. Uh, so the word of the day is your destiny awaits. Your destiny awaits. Normally, I'm very good with manuscript and I have my good notebook paper, my note card, my note cards. Grew up Baptist, have my three good points. And I said, okay, God, you got me out here, and I'm just going to have to do the thing, amen? Uh, so I want to talk to you about destiny awaits. Somebody say destiny. destiny. Destiny awaits. And I would like to come from the scripture, Genesis chapter 37. Hope you don't mind me having my phone out. The light helps me read. See, can I ask a question? That's an amazing point you just made. Would you like it better with the light on or off, sir? Um, how would you guys prefer? Off. Somebody said off. 
So Genesis uh, 37. And I would like to read uh, from the third verse. Now Israel loved Joseph more than any of his other sons because he had been born to him in his old age. And he made an ordinate, a robe for him. And when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than any of them, they hated him and could not speak a kind word to him. Joseph had a dream, and when he told it to his brothers, they hated him all the more. He said to them, listen to this dream I had. We were binding sheaves of grain out in the field when suddenly, excuse me, suddenly my sheaf rose and stood upon while your sheaves gathered around and mine bowed down to it. His brother said to him, do you intend to reign over us? Will you actually rule us? And they hated him all the more because of his dream and what he had said. I'm going to stop right there. Uh, destiny awaits. Destiny awaits. Uh, God has created us to have a destiny. We have a purpose. We have something on the inside of us that only we can do that. Only God has created us to do. Uh, most of the times I always tell uh other preachers and other teachers, I'm not so much on the competitive side because I understand what God has allowed me to do or what God has called me to do, others can't do and vice versa. So that's why even when it comes to singing, even when it comes to now basketball, that's another story. Football is another story. Those are things to be competitive about. But however, in the house of God, we become competitive. It's almost like we don't like seeing other people get blessed before we get blessed. Come on, somebody. We see somebody get a new car like, hmm, Lord, what did they do that I didn't? Somebody got a new house. Okay, God, what did they do that I didn't? So we're comparing our blessings and comparing our miracles and trying to see, well, um, they didn't even come to Bible study this month. And they got a new house. How'd that happen? I think I'm living, uh, you know how we do it as, uh, and believe, uh, in the body of Christ, I believe I'm living more right. How they get blessed? I believe I'm living more holy. How do they get blessed? They still struggle with this and that and this and that. And God is just blessing them. Mm -mm, something ain't right. That's how we do. But in this particular text, in this text, Joseph was a dreamer. And his dreams got him in trouble simply because of what God has shown him. Simply because of what God had on the inside of him. Has that ever got you in trouble? Something on the inside of you, something great on the inside. You realize that you're different. You realize that the favor of God is on your life. You realize that you have influence. So when you go to the job, you ain't even said nothing to nobody, but people are hating on you. Oh, come on, somebody. You go to the family reunions, you go to the family gatherings, and people think that you're better than everybody else, and you ain't even said nothing. People done seen your struggle, so you're trying to figure out, why do they hate me? Why do they try to ostracize me simply because uh, of something that's on the inside of me? I don't even see it yet. I don't even understand it yet. It hasn't even come to pass yet. But they see something. They see the thumbprint of God on my life, and they can't stand it. What's interesting is Joseph's brothers thought that they were doing something to get rid of the dreamer. You know the story. I'm not going to read the whole entire text, but you know the story. The Bible talks about how uh, Joseph's brothers hated him. So they came up with this elaborate uh, plan to put him in a pit. And then they 
came up with this other elaborate plan to, to send them into slavery. Um, there's a saying, and I believe it's scripture, uh, what the enemy meant for harm, God would turn around for our good. What's interesting about that is they thought by putting him in a pit that God was not going to get the glory. Ooh, that went over somebody's head. They thought selling him into slavery, that that was going to stop God's mandate on his life. They thought that they could stop God getting the glory. But what they did was they fast-tracked him to his destiny. Whew, I feel glory. They fast-tracked him. They thought they were, they thought the idea of putting him in a pit Selling him into slavery was their own idea. Come on, sometimes God will use somebody to get you in the right place. God will use somebody to get you in the right direction. It might, it might seem like the devil is getting the glory that the devil might be running rampant, but God, listen, Satan had to present himself to God. And God had to tell him, have you considered your... Come on, I feel like preaching. Have you considered Job? Have you considered Daniel? Have you considered... So even then, he, they put him on the right track to destiny. Normally, when people preach from this text and people teach from this text, they exegete it in a sense of they talk about the favor of the robe or the favor of the coat or the favor of many colors. Jacob, watch this, Joseph, watch this. It wasn't so much that they hated him because he was a dreamer, but they hated him because of his position. Watch this. He was only supposed to tend to the flock. So in other words, he was a shepherd. So in that position, how dare you tell me that my sheaves are going to bow down to your sheaves? You're just a shepherd. In fact, you're just an assistant to the shepherd. How dare you? You're in this condition. You're in this position to tell me that you're going to do something great. In fact, at this time, you're the youngest. How dare you tell us that our, that our cattle are going to bow down to your cattle? What was interesting to this is they went to Jacob and the Bible says that Jacob rebuked Joseph but he kept the matter of the issue in his mind. It's in, it's in the text. Genesis 37. He kept the matter in his mind. And when I read the text, I didn't say Jacob. The text in the, the NIV version said Israel. And Israel means promise. Watch as I'm about to help somebody. God has called you out just so you can save your lineage. Somebody missed that. God has, sep God has separated you to save your whole household. When Jacob was wrestling with the angel of the Lord, y'all know the story, the angel of the Lord struck Jacob's hip and changed Jacob's name, which means trickster, to Israel, which means promise. In order for you to have a promise, you must have a seed. Oh, that's a whole nother story right there. 
And so in his seed, being Joseph, come on somebody, and his seed being Joseph, he, he, he understood that there was something different about Joseph than his, than his other sons. And I don't want to elaborate on this, but he gave them, he gave them a coat, gave them a robe. However, Joseph did not have a hard, he didn't have a hard life where he was. He, he, he had a pleasant life where he was. Watch this. So when God began to use Joseph to have dreams, his dreams uh, perpetually put him in a place of where he needed to go. Watch this. You are in certain situations, certain places that people can't respect the gift that's on the inside of you. Oh, that's just cousin. Mm-mm. That's just sister. Mm-mm. That's just mama. That's just that's just they can't respect the God on you because they see you. They see what you used to do and they see what you used to say. So they, so they can't respect the gifting on the inside of you. So watch this. A lot of people talk about how Joseph had the coat. But I really believe, uh, uh, Prophetess Edwards, that God had to release him. Watch this of the robe that he was wearing simply because it was getting too small. Certain places are getting too small for you. Certain ideas are getting too small for you. Watch this. God will allow frustration to hit your house simply to get you to move. God will allow distractions and things to happen or get to get in your path simply to get your attention. So now watch this. The coat that the coat that he had on uh, 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 when when they took the coat off of him, they really did not have any idea what they did because they just released him from his covering, which was Jacob. And they just released him of something that was getting too small. I wish I had somebody to understand what I'm saying this morning. And so what God is trying to say is I what you're wearing. Y'all don't laugh at my little cardigan. I put it in the dryer last night and well, it might have shrunk. A, and I might not, you know, might have shrunk just a little bit. But I, I, but the idea, uh, the idea is um, uh, 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 I had to grow into this thing. When I first bought it, it was pretty, pretty big, pretty big. Couple of dries and a couple of cookout trays and things of that nature. <laughs> Made it fit just right. So, so number one, they released him from what he was wearing. They released him from his covering, but they did not release him. They didn't release him of his favor. So now he's in a pit. Now they sell him into slavery. Y'all know the story. He went to Potiphar's house, found favor there. I want to say something about the clothes that we have on. Watch this. If I will interject right here about clothing. Watch this. Don't get mad at me when I say this. It was not it wasn't the fact. That David watch this, catch this, could not operate and Saul's armor. This is what I was going to begin to talk to him in the car. 
The fact of the matter was, it wasn't his time to operate in that type of clothing. Samuel had already anointed him as king before he even went to go kill Goliath. But in this particular instance, even though he was anointed as king, that was not his position. So his position was still the shepherd boy. And so when Saul put on the armor, put Saul's, when Saul had David put on Saul's armor, that was the armor of king. He was not quite there yet. That's why the armor was too big. And so David had to realize, I'm not there yet. This is not, this is not me. I have to use what I have. Y'all catch that. Y'all, y'all gonna catch that when y'all go to uh, Applebee's for, for, for lunch today. Uh, um, so he had to use what he had. So he, young, he used a slingshot. So certain, certain, so when I talk about clothing, we try different things on. Some stuff might be too small. Some stuff might be too big. We're going we, we, we to grow into that. We're going you know, we gonna, to we gonna put that in the buggy. We might try to work that out. And so I want to talk, talk about clothing right there because I want you to understand what you're wearing could be too small. What you're thinking could be too small. What you're dreaming could be too small. Your hopes might be too small. And God is trying to release you of whatever you have on that's causing you to think small. To make you think that you're inadequate. To make you think that you're not called. To make you think that you're not worthy. To make you think that you're not going to make it. To make you think that you're not going to be who God has called and destined you to be. What shocks me, what shocks me, man of God, is even in the pit, he was still favored. So much so that when he went to Potiphar's house, he was over all the other slaves, all the other servants. Even when he went to prison, the text says he was ruler of the prisoners. And even in the prison, he was still dreaming dreams. This is for you, Prophet Edwards. The text says, and when you study it, Joseph had already interpret the dream of the baker and the cupbearer and was still in jail for almost about two years. Mm. And God put it on Pharaoh's mind, hey, is there somebody that can interpret dreams? And somebody remember this one who interpret my dream. Some of you are asking God, and it was interesting that the woman of God gave this prophetic word, where are you? Don't you see me struggling? Don't you see that my heart is broken? I feel like I've been beat up. 
enough. I feel like I've been ostracized enough. When are the promises that you promised me, when am I going to walk into those things? When are those things going to be fulfilled in my life? It's almost interesting I, when you talk to, um, I'm not talking about old people or anything like that, but uh, my grandma has this saying, maybe he may not come when you want him, but he's always on time. I said, Grandma, what does that mean? She thinks she's always on time, too, and I have to tell her, no, you were late. <laughs> she said, the lady's never late. Yes, yes, it's started at 1. You came at 1.45. You was late. <laughs> no. But I've learned to trust God. His ways are not his ways. Our ways. Our thoughts are not his thoughts. So I'm learning to trust God in this timeline when it feels like I'm being left behind. When it seems like I feel like others are skipping me a line and others are moving ahead of me. And Prophet Zed was asked the question, what about me? And I petition to you today, it possibly could be what you're not releasing. What you're not releasing. What are you saying, Brother DJ? There's certain things that we're holding on to that we feel like makes us us. Oh, that's DJ right there. I can tell by his laugh. That's DJ right there. My um, my dad wears um, this type of cologne. I don't know what it is. I know it's clear and got like a little brown top. I can smell him. They can't surprise me. I can smell him in the... I'd be at a birthday celebration. Wait a minute. It's not like my daddy. Boy, your daddy not here. And he walked through the dark. Like, I knew it. I knew it. Because it's familiar. It's familiar scent. Back to the text. I'm, I'm closing here. Joseph had to release what made him him. And what made him him was the coat. But what he was wearing was getting too small. Some of us in the, in the kingdom of God have become too complacent. We become too complacent. It's almost to the point where we're fine where we are. We don't have to grow no more. We don't have to. When we let age play a factor, uh, that's for the young people. Uh, that's for the new believers. Uh, that's for people who have um, just came to the faith. But God said, I still have, your story is not finished. And I still have a calling on your life. So then, end of the text, end of the text, end of the text. Taking too long, end of the text. So you know the story from the pit to the, to the palace, to the prison, uh, to Pharaoh. Joseph becomes the visor. Years and years and years and years and years and years have gone by. And there's a famine in Canaan. There's a famine in the land. Those same people that put him in a pit because they could not understand who he was 
were the same people that had to come back to him and ask him for help, ask him for guidance. And, and you know what's interesting about this? They couldn't even recognize who he was. Yeah, that got good to me. They, they couldn't even recognize who he was. I don't know if it was the wisdom. I don't know if, uh, if age has gone, if age had gone by, but they didn't even know who Joseph was. It's interesting because Joseph knew exactly who they were. But they did not recognize who he was. Isn't that interesting when favor hits your house, when glory hits your house? When you walk into destiny fulfilled, when you walk into the anointing of God, that God will rearrange some things and he'll change some things and he will allow you to be. Watch this. Because I, when I read this text, I was bothered by because I said, Lord, I wouldn't have gave him nothing. <laughs> Would have been hungry messing with me. I said, Lord, he knows where to put people where. I said, God, I would have had a petty spirit. Oh, you're hungry? Hmm. Hmm. Oh, y'all, y'all, you, don't, you don't recognize this? Guards, cut all the heads off. Just, cut up, just, just get them together. No, no, simply. But it's interesting. It's interesting that God had to allow Joseph to go through all of that. Watch this. Watch this. Go through all of that. To save his household. I'm prophesying now. God has allowed you to endure some crazy stuff. God has allowed you to go through tests, trials, and tribulations, and storms. You've been cut. You've been bruised. You've been wounded. And you've been asking God, when is healing coming my way? Why have I gone through so much? But God is saying, everything that you went through, I'm allowing it to build you. I'm allowing it to make you simply because you have some rescuing to do. Watch this. The same people who said you weren't going to be nothing are the same people they're going to have to ask you to come pray for them. Ah, the same people who thought that you weren't going to make it are going to be the same people who actually can I, can I borrow? Can you, can you help me? Simply because they don't understand who you are just yet. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. If I could, if I could go down my timeline to tell you that if people would have been like, you said Daniel preaching? Preaching what? Pre- preaching in the church or he, he doing what now? Say it again. Yeah, a minister. Nah, 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 nah. Not Daniel. But when you have the thumbprint of God on your life, you have the thumbprint of God. And I'm close with this. I said something about Job. Uh, The Bible talks about how the angels had to present themselves to God. Even Satan has to present himself to God. And God asked him, he said, have you considered my servant Job? And I read that. Lord, don't you say that about me now. Don't you tell him that. Don't don't you send him my way. It's interesting. I um. (laughs) <laughs> I tell people, I was telling my coworker at work, and I said, I got a story. You know how, boy, you only 20-something. You ain't got nothing to tell And it's so crazy because I was uh, leading worship, and every time I hear a song about healing, 
I go crazy. I just literally almost lose my mind because my story is, I think, um, hmm, I never forget. I think it was, um, it was a couple years ago. <laughs> and the interesting fact about it, um, me and Matthew, uh, Pastor Matthew went to lunch and um, I said, I'm not feeling well. And so he took me to the emergency room off a of, uh, university area. And I said, I was li- listening to all the other sick people because I, even though I wasn't feeling well, I, I said I wasn't sick. I just wanted to get checked out and people was coughing and stuff. Oh. <laughs> I said, no, I, I, can't t- um, I can't stay in here. It's dirty, nasty. He was like, you sure? I said, no, I'm, I'm all right. I'm not that sick. And I don't know if this particular time we seen somebody fall out. I said, no, come on, let's go. Got to get up out of here. I'm not that sick. And, um, you know, I don't know, me and Pastor Matthew, we love lunch. We, I don't know what it is. We went to lunch again. And this particular time I said, Matthew, I'm not feeling well. He, and so we went to the um, emergency room. We was going to the emergency room. Don't you take me to that one that we went to last time? That one nasty. That, that, I can't deal with that one. So we went to the one in the, uh, the, the main one, the main hospital. And um, long time, I was telling Matthew, you know, you can go, you can go. Um, or just, you know, I'll have my sister pick me up. He was like, no, 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 I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay. So we got back to the emergency. We got back to the room. And the doctor looked at me. He said, you feel funny? I mean, well, I mean, I'm all right. I, I mean, I mean, I don't believe I should be admitted. You know, I just... Just write me a prescription and send me on my way. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. And it was crazy. And Matthew was sitting in the chair. And they said, sir, your heart has stopped a couple of times. I don't know if, if Pastor Matthew remembers this. And I said, I mean, wouldn't I feel that? <laughs> wouldn't I be like, oh, you know. They say, yeah, your heart, it, it keeps stopping. And I was like. I feel it. I don't, you know, I'm always a comical person, you know, not to tell him Pastor Matthew. Pastor Matthew was sitting in the chair with tears in his eyes. I said, Matthew, I'm not dying, you know. And did he t- well, wait a minute. You crying like that? What did he tell you? He was like, brother, you getting admitted. And I was like, oh, God, Jesus. Matthew called my mama, tell her I'm going to see Jesus. It was crazy simply because I'm, I'm sorry, I just make things funny. Um, they had told me my heart had stopped. Told me my kidneys were failing. They told me um, my lungs were only um, operating maybe on 40%. And um, I don't know where we went to lunch at. And I said, I got to stop allowing Matthew to pick out the lunch options for us. I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just joking. I just, I got, I got to start choosing these places. I don't know. Every time we want a, uh, want a, a croissant and coffee, that's what did it. Almost took me out. The Starbucks. And I'm just joking. Um, but what, I, I say I always get crazy and stuff about that. But to come out of the hospital for for them to say, you know what? We thought we saw congested, congested heart failure. We didn't see that. Um, we thought we saw chronic kidney disease stage two, but we didn't see that. We thought you would have to be on dialysis, but you don't have to be. So that's why I get crazy and I be about to fall out and jump and 
when they talk about healing. To go from, watch this, to go from homeless, living in a broken down car, to having two jobs, a nice apartment, and a nice car in the TKK area. That allowed, listen, I'm just telling you my story. And even when I was homeless, didn't know where my next meal was going to come from, I would get upset. I would get angry with God. But then I would stop. And I would remember, I still have a calling. There's still something, even in my situation right now, there's still something different about me. Another testimony, and I'm going to bid you a good day. Had lost my job. And I said, God, now, you got to be careful what you ask for. I said, God, I don't want this job no more. They get on my nerves over here. Bam, let go. I said, well, Lord, I didn't mean it. <laughs> I like him just a little bit. <laughs> I like him just a little bit. I said, Lord, why you answer that prayer? I had all the prayers. That one. So I lost my job, and I was, I was depressed about that thing. I ain't never been fired before a day in my life. I, I was calling people like, how do, how do fire people act? I just, what do I do? I mean, I don't, do I, do, do I tell the people at the interview I've been fired? Like, what, I mean, what do I do? And it was crazy because when they had let me go, normally they had sent security guards to walk you up on out of there, you know, uh, hit me up, and they send, they mail you your stuff. So I was in the office, and I said, um, so we're going to go ahead and terminate you. I said, excuse me? Hmm? <laughs> and I was trying to figure out, I said, wait a minute, y'all let me clock out for lunch? I'm trying to clock back in. Y'all said, oh, we need you in the office. I said, but I didn't clock back in. Oh, no, don't worry about it. We'll fix it. And I was like, okay. All right. In the office, you would like to take a seat? No, I'm good. I'm going to stand up. What you about to say? So when they let me go, they said, well, security's on the way. And the supervisor was like, no, we'll let him. He's not crazy. We're going to let him walk out on his own recognizance. And I thought about it. I said, I bet I'd. <laughs> but I didn't. I kept my dignity. My little bag. Daniel, where you going? Home, you know. <laughs> People texted me, asking me, what happened? So, you know, I wasn't worried about it. I knew another check was coming. Three months went by. God still provided. And it's so interesting. Um, and I said, well, um, I was at this church, and he said, how many you believe a check can come in the mail? And I was like, I don't believe that. That's foolishness. I'm like, don't work, you don't eat it. And I ain't working, so Lord have mercy. God help me. I'm tired of oodles and noodles, Jesus. It's so interesting. I don't never check the mailbox. Couldn't even find my mailbox key. I seen it sitting on the counter. I said, well, let me check this mailbox. I was living in the Steel Creek area at that time. So I opened up the mailbox. But I fell out. I seen the envelope. Opened the envelope and there was a check in the mail that allowed me to pay my rent for another month. 
So I just want to let you know, it doesn't matter what condition that you're in. It doesn't matter your situation. It doesn't matter what stage of life that you're in. If you're called, De- destiny has a way of reaching out to you and getting you back on track. If you remember anything that I say today, remember destiny has a way of calling. Listen, I'm so to the point of we're in, I'm so confident in God. And it's so crazy. I'll be trying to be, Lord, this sweat a little small, but I'm going to wear it anyway. I don't like these pants. It's, I'm not confident in most things, but I'm, conf- I'm so confident in God that he won't let me down, that he won't. It's almost, it's almost an air that I have about myself when I walk into a place. Because I expect God to move. When I walk into, listen, let me tell you something. Listen, I haven't always done the right thing. I haven't always been saved, been in church all my life. Lord have mercy. But I haven't always been in the right. I'm trying to tell you that God, listen, I told the, listen, I get so, I get so excited when I do worship simply because I, I've seen God move. And I, you know, most of the time, you know, I have being an, an adult child, not adult child, that's my mom called me an adult child. I really, listen, I, I, listen, I'm almost 30. I'm, 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 I'm about grown. We're going to stop doing this. I'm not a child. And, um, she be trying to run my house and hers. I'd be like, no, I live here. You ain't gonna, we ain't gonna do that over here. You do that over there. Yes, ma'am. I, I'll do it over here too. Uh, <laughs> Running my house too. But did you clean it with this? Um, no. Well, you, oh, that did work, mom. So anyway, um, so she always had me in church, but it seems like every, I, I, I rebelled against that thing so strong. I don't want to be no man of God. I don't want to have no fun. I don't want to be no preacher. They sure don't have no fun. <laughs> Can you imagine yourself being in a club and you and somebody come up to say, you don't belong here. Like, what, what you what you mean? You different. I'd be like, I just want to try to. Well, y'all, y'all killing my high, y'all killing my bow. What you talking about? I'm supposed to be here. I came with my boys to the club and somebody, you, you're a man of God, ain't you? <clears throat> no. <laughs> be at the bar. Oh, you sound like a preacher. Oh, Lord. Can't go no. Let me tell you something. Another last story. I'm going to let it go. I was doing the wrong thing at the wrong time up there in Rock Hill, South Carolina. When I tell you, I'm being honest. The handcuffs was on me. I was about to get in the car. And you know, it's funny when you get in trouble, you be like, now, Lord, <laughs> I promise if you get me out of this, this is a terrible way to spend Christmas. Lord, if you just get me out of this one, I promise you for the rest of my days, Lord. <laughs> Listen. Ain't prayed in the spirit in a long time. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 bo, 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 bo. <laughs> and, then, and then came back to me. Real, real good tongues. I'm about to please call. <laughs> and the, the officer said, I don't know. I don't know if you heard me praying. He said, shut up. 
took the cuffs off of me. He said, go home. I got in the car. Oh, my God. I ain't never seen nothing like it. I mean, I mean, cuffs on me. I said, Lord, how can you? I'm thinking, like, how can you spin this guy? Because this ain't going. I'm just, I, I don't even know how this is going. I think I'm going to stay in here. Because I don't even care. Is there somebody you can call? And my mom always told me, hey, listen, if you ever go to jail, you don't, don't you call me. You're going to be in there. And I said, now, Lord. And I thought about it. I said, Lord, how you? And I, he always brings back remembrance of who I am. I was in the car. I had to, had to pull over on 77. Uh, yeah, I had to pull over on the shoulder and just. It all started coming back to me. So I'm going to go to church Sunday. In fact, I'm going to go to all three services. <laughs> and I'm going to shout at everyone. <laughs> but no, I just want to say that your destiny awaits. And destiny has a way of always calling you back to where you need to be. Come on and clap those hands. I hope there's something that I said that um that ministered to you. Um that uh ministered to your heart. I'm very big on on destiny simply because even when we don't see it, you can look in the mirror and you be like, I don't see none of that. And someone else could see what you don't see. And even in my lowest point. I mean Lois. He sent people to remind me who I was. Watch this. Even being homeless, I was still prophetic. Had people come come to my car. You got a word? And I'm like, I'm homeless. What I'm... Lord said such and such and such. My God, he's still using me in my lowest point. Unemployed, trying to find a job. At the interview, didn't get the job, but I'm prophesying to the manager. I'm talking about, oh, you don't need this job. You're supposed to be somewhere else. Wait, wait, hold on. <laughs> I didn't mean to be that good. I'm talking about, you don't need to be doing this. You, you need to be traveling. Wait, wait. No, I'm, well, can you just hire me part time for a little bit? I didn't mean to. You hit every point. Mm-mm, you don't need this. <laughs> wait. Tag, dude, you should have kept your mouth shut. Everybody standing. <clears throat> and I know we've worshiped. I know we've worshiped. Um, can we just lift our hands? And just begin to talk to the Father. Thanks for listening to Center Church Podcast. We trust that you've been blessed. If you'd like to receive more of our content in the future, you can email us at centercharlotte at gmail.com or just visit our website at centercharlotte.org. Thanks for tuning in and may God's grace cover you in every area of your life.